0: Liberty Lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get them off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus is scared of, will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe
1: Today I had on Jake Shields five-time world champion in MMA former title contender against the greatest of all time George st Pierre in the UFC he is a legend he is a based God and he says a bunch of things that if you're sensitive you may be bothered by and I don't really care but if you care maybe skip this episode huh you snowflake if you want the uh, the full video version of this episode he said so many crazy things that uh, I can't put it on <laughs> I can't put it on YouTube but Uh, I put the entire episode on Locals, so go to libertylockdown.locals.com. Let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to another special episode of Liberty Lockdown. Today I have on the five-time MMA champ in this corner, the defending champion, Jake Shields. Welcome in, man.
2: Hey, man. How you doing?
1: (laughs) I'm good. I've always dreamt of getting to to serve the buffer role, so that was kind of bucket list so, items yeah, for me. N- now is
2: your chance to do it you might as well do it when you have a fighter <laughs> on
1: <laughs> exactly um so before we uh we get into more of the meat of the conversation i know you're good friends with the diaz brothers can you give me yep. one one completely insane story about the diaz brothers
2: <laughs> oh man i have a i have a lot of completely insane stories about them they've mellowed it out quite a bit but yeah like uh you know, they're two of my best friends, like brothers to me. I've known them since they were young. We we came up fighting together. I've known Nick's Nate since he was probably fifteen, so I looked at him as like a little brother. And Nick since he was like maybe eighteen, and yeah, no, it you know a bunch of crazy stories. One to pop my head: the first time, uh, the first time both me, or, me and uh, Nick had never left the country. They put us on a plane. You know, we're both you know two two poor uh poor kids from like Stockton and the mountains out there. Put us on a plane to Japan, which that's probably. The, been to a ton of countries now that's probably the most insane country I've still been to and just uh, complete culture shock you know Nick was like Nick doesn't drink he's pounding a couple of shots in the plane because he's freaking out about to take off not wanting to go and then we get there and Nick's just you know they put us out we're literally no one speaks English all Japanese and, and Nick grew up part of Stockton where, you know, we're, we're used to Asians being like, oh, you don't worry about Asians. He grew up in a part where, the, you know, the Asians would shooting people, robbing them. Like, I think it's the Hong, the Hmong or something out there. So he's just looking around being like, thinking we're going to get robbed everywhere, sketched out. <laughs> after, after a day or two, uh, he, he started calming down being like, oh, well, we're all right. But he thought for sure we're going to get, you know, the only white guys out there, Asians everywhere. Like, oh, they're going to get us. I'm like, no, I think we're cool. I think we're cool.
1: <laughs> yeah the uh, the japanese are a little bit more peaceful than the uh, the californian yeah, right. <laughs> asian culture uh, yeah I, I was actually gonna a, fight
2: I, wait, another good nick story i got in a uh, i got in a brawl with nick on an elevator one time with some guys that were talking shit that was uh that was pretty fun before <laughs> nick was famous these <laughs> guys on the elevator real quick and bounced out
1: <laughs> i i can't even imagine the amount of street fights those kids have been in uh, what yeah. what's in the water in the 209 man why why is stockton just producing such savages
2: yeah, it's just kind of a rough place. It's just, there's not much to do but fight. It's, you know, it's gotten a little better, not much still. It's just like poor. There's just people grow up tougher there. Poor people, people grow up fighting. You know, mm-hmm. when, especially when we were younger, you'd grow up, you'd walk around, people be like, what are you looking at? And it was kind of like, uh, you had two choices. You could punk down and get like bullied, or you could be like, fuck you and, and fight them back. It was kind of ridiculous looking back now, but this is kind of how it was when we grew up. So people grew up fighting, you know, seeing g- your friends get shot. It's just kind of uh, not a good way, but it's kind of how it was. So it makes everybody tougher.
1: Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because, you know, I, I lived uh, I was more suburban upbringing, so I didn't have much fighting. But I, I wasn't a I did fight uh, like 10 or 12 uh, Vietnamese Crips, which you're talking about the Asian gangs. I grew right? up in so, California. Yeah, but, so. but,
2: but, but we don't know to watch out for the Asians, but there's are certain areas where it's like, oh, shit, these guys are going to get you. <laughs>
1: yeah. They, they attacked us at a house party with uh, baseball bets and and they mm-hmm. grabbed a pool cleaner, uh, you know, one of those like 10 foot poles. And I had mm-hmm. to fight three of them. They chased me with the, the pool cleaner bar. Anyways, we won the fight. It was six on 12. It was fun. Uh, but that's yeah. that's probably my craziest story. Um, so, yeah, it, you've uh, I, I've been following you on Twitter for a while now. And it seems as if you are extremely red-pilled. You said something to the effect of, Alex Jones is far more honest and trustworthy than CNN. <laughs> uh, I agree. Uh, I'm curious. Did you, uh, like, at first... I guess I probably first started following Alex Jones 15 years ago or so, and and at first I thought he was a, a crazy person, and I thought that, you know, the news was, yeah it was unintentionally full of errors, but now I'm completely opposite, where I think that Alex is usually trying to tell the truth, he has a few unintentional errors, and I think the news is constantly lying to us. When did you have that revelation, or have you always felt that way?
2: Um yeah. I think more than the last couple of years, you know, I always thought I always, I'd never watched a lot of Alex Jones, but I enjoyed him. I thought he was extremely entertaining and funny. Right. And I thought, I thought there was always bits of truth in what he was saying, but you know, the more, I mean, I still don't think everything he's saying true, but I think like I said, he's trying to be honest. He's going what he thinks is true. And, And how crazy things have got, you start looking at like, man, maybe Alex Jones was right about some of this stuff. Just how insane these lockdowns and all this stuff, it's like all the stuff he's been saying and turning the frogs gay, I started researching the water and you're like, wait a second, it really (laughs) is doing this. These things, like I would look at these things and laugh how funny it was and you start looking up some truths to it. And then the media, um, I knew the media was bad, but not how bad. One thing, um, I'm not a a big Trump lover. I thought Trump was better than Biden. So, I mean, I, I voted for him out of that. I think he's not a good leader. But yeah. I think probably the best thing Trump Trump did when he started calling the news fake news, I thought it was exaggerate. But I started watching little clips, and then I started realizing, wait, this is actually fake news. And then uh, Michael Cernovich, he's a uh, hmm. he's a guy a friend of mine actually who I met through Twitter, super nice guy. He said some had some film hoax a couple of years ago, and watched that yep. it's completely. But since hoax, it's gotten even worse. It's like elevated since then, like, like that film was like, you see like how fake the news is and then now they've just gone like full on where they're not like, they're not trying to be honest, it's not mistakes they're deliberately trying to push propaganda. And, and then for the reason I'm not I'm not sure why is it is it just you know these people, they have an agenda they're trying to push or is it CIA is involved with it you look back was it was it was a project mockingbird. Yeah. I think it was called this is like a real Movement, thing. Yeah. 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 There's like a real thing that's proven. I, I don't know the years, but it's real things. The CIA embedded themselves in our journalists. So like a ton of journalists were CIA and people think that just stopped. And there's, there's no way that stopped. It's yeah. gotten more extreme. Like during the whole Russia gate, um, the whole Russia gate thing, they were bringing oh, yeah. on the heads of the CIA, the NSA to tell you, they were the ones shaping the news and they were the ones pushing this fake, fake propaganda. And that's when I started seeing this Russia thing. That's when, uh, You know, like some news stories they don't follow closely because it it takes a lot of time, unfortunately. But the Russia one, you know, I was following closely and watching amazing journalists like uh, Glenn Greenwald. And there's a couple others that were uncovering the stuff in Russia. And it was just the whole Russia thing was just flat out fake. And I had people like a lot of, I mean, I was in San Francisco and New York. So a lot of my friends were just eating this stuff up, including like my own mother and stuff. They're just, they're they're repeating it like it's true. And it's just so obviously being fed by uh, CIA propaganda. That's when you start realizing like, the news isn't just bad they're deliberately like lying and manipulating things
1: no you're absolutely right I mean that that's kind of my arc too I think the the covid hysteria and the lockdowns um, really took it to the like the next extreme, level yeah. extreme level but I agree with you Russiagate was the big one for me um, I'm, a mm-hmm. of, <clears throat> I'm a huge fan of I'm a huge fan of Dave Smith his show is part of the problem and he was yeah. all over that he was just like poking holes in it him and Glenn Greenwald yeah uh, the the combination of the two I knew like years in advance that all of this was nonsense and, and to what, and I think that's something that's really powerful is when you know that there's a lie that's being propagated and you know, yeah. early on, and then they run that lie for three fucking years. Yeah. You're like, you're like, Oh my God, like these people are intentionally <laughs> deceptive. Um, I, I was curious also if, uh, if your relationship with Joe Rogan, uh, I assume you listen to his show. He has a lot of people on, he's had Dave on. Um, it did that have any inspiration in kind of bringing you to the the red pill moment or or are you um, a listener?
2: I, I only listen to joe rogan occasionally to be honest i like like joe Rogan's a friend of mine and i listen i'm just not a huge podcast guy every now and again i listen sure. if there's a guest i want to listen to so you know joe rogan wasn't really a factor for me i think it was a uh, you know following a few people on twitter glenn greenwald i'd read he has long in-depth articles and a few other guys i'd read their articles and it was just it was so clear they were fact checking the stuff and it was so clear what they were saying was true and as we see everything along everything they said became you know got proven true later right and now most of this stuff has all been proving true but the news doesn't cover it so now they you know everything we know about russia was a hoax but the, a lot of people still believe it And it's just like sad seeing uh oh, especially amazing. a lot of people a lot, a lot of people i personally know because i grew up in you know i'm from very liberal cities i'm, I'm in fighting which is a uh, for, for whatever reason, it seems to lean to conservative sports. So I'm kind of around a mix of people. I don't want really to say, really say fighting conservative, but it's kind of like anti-woke at least. Right. And then, but I, but I have a lot of friends that have like, uh, that was eating that Russia stuff up and I was seeing it. And they, I mean, I, and I, and I, I could even show them the stuff and they would just, they were so brainwashed by the news. They would just argue, uh, argue like, no way, no way. That's not true. CNN says, MSB says, NBC is every, every news, one news station would report it and everyone would report it. That would be the source. And it was being leaked by like the CIA. in fbi it's just uh seeing how dishonest it was was troubling
1: no no for sure it it also i I have noticed that there i mean granted like you said there is more of a blue collar conservative uh vibe to the fighting scene it Mm -hmm. also also i think that another radicalizing thing probably for fighters because you guys are young and in the best shape of anybody on the planet for the most part uh that having the the v uh, i'll say that to keep us safe on youtube pushed on us really aggressively when you guys yes. are, are not at risk of COVID. I would imagine that radicalized a lot of fighters. Um, I mean, obviously, it, very fortunately, Dana White and the UFC have not mandated it for their, their employees, but um, is that, did that play any role in like, cause I, I noticed a lot of fighters are, are sp- like compared to other professional athletes. It seems like a lot of fighters are more uh, awake on this
2: stuff. Vocal too. Yeah. They pay attention. I just think, uh, yeah, the whole COVID thing athletes like we're all healthy we all we all train every day our sport we're literally in each other's faces like blowing you know, it's the most if you could say what not doing covet fighting heavily breathing, close contact, we're wrestling. So we're passing COVID along like crazy. And uh right. I've i managed to not get it must have a good immune system where I got it and didn't know. But uh most majority of fighters have had it and had like cases. There's been a couple guys that got pretty sick. No one, no one died, obviously. There may have been one or two guys that went to the hospital because COVID's COVID sucks, but it hasn't killed any fighters and no athletes that I know of. And all the it fighters. Yeah, and like we, we get an occasion to fight people and they and they wanted us the mma media were so pathetic they were all mad that we wanted to fight and they were trying to close it down and their election dana and white because all the fighters are like no we want to keep fighting and dana's like i want to keep doing fights and the fighters are like yeah we want to fight and it was, just, it was interesting watching mma media getting mad wanting to shut fighting down and as far as the vaccine i don't know like what we're we'll allowed to say on youtube on that but just uh yeah i think most fighters don't want the vaccine because they they've already had COVID or, or the ones that haven't, we've been exposed to it so heavily, so many times I've had people blowing my face face with it. My girlfriend had it. We were sharing the same bed. It's just, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll get COVID and get really sick, but it doesn't seem like it really affects me. So why do I want to take a vaccine that that might get me sick. I have friends that have been really sick off the vaccine. And now we know the vaccine only lasts. I mean, the official narrative is six months because yeah, the, bo- the booster shot would be six months. But like some more data I've been looking through makes it appear more like three, four months even.
0: There's a lot of bullshit going around in terms of employment, people trying to shove government mandates down your throat as a condition for earning a living. It's time to expand your personal freedom and increase your opportunity surface so that you can find employment that aligns with your values and be free from being jerked around by a bunch of crappy policies that you don't agree with.
1: Go to crash.co sign up for free, get the daily job hunt in your inbox every single morning, information, inspiration to help you enhance your career. And there's a whole bunch of free member benefits you get as a subscriber as well. Check it out. Crash.co. Thanks for listening.
2: So you have something that'll, that'll build, that'll build antibodies for three or four months. Then you have to keep, keep taking it. Never ending product. It's just uh It's not something I want. want, Someone wants to take a booster every three months. Go ahead. But just uh, don't try to tell me I take it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's the really concerning part about it. And this is what makes me go into the conspiracy theory realm is uh, the fact that the vaccine only gives uh, immunity at like very low level immunity, it appears. And it only lasts for four to six months. And then you have to re-up constantly and it's experimental i mean we're i'm gonna have to put this portion mm-hmm. on locals because it's too it's too hot for youtube but so uh, ridiculous I, I mean it's it is it is ridiculous and, and but it's ridiculous on two fronts it's ridiculous that we can't put this on youtube because it's Yo, fucking... that's, that's the
2: censorship the censorship and other things that's pushed me away from these
1: lunatics oh my god it's but it's all i mean everything i'm everything you and i are saying right now is true i can i can show peer-reviewed papers but because it goes against cdc guidance I can get fuck, I can get my mm. channel nuked off YouTube and there's this public health crisis and they're trying to they're trying to get us all on the same page to address it right and that, and that's a reasonable thing if you if you actually are implementing good health safety protocols it would make sense that you want everybody to be on the same page and be doing uh, similar things however if you're not going to allow public discourse it's going to sow um, confusion doubt all sorts of things that you would think would be contrary to what you're actually Trying to accomplish so uh, that really pushes me to the point of believing like this is a this is it's either ran by incompetence, which when you're dealing with the government, it could all it could always be possible, yeah, yeah, or. It's a very sinister plan that does that has a very nefarious, nefarious uh, endgame. So I'm curious if you have any opinion on that.
2: Yeah, no, it's I, I go back and forth. Is it incompetence? Is it I mean, there's obviously major, major money on the vaccines, the Pfizer. They all have these lobbyists. So that's definitely a factor. But who knows? Maybe it's something maybe it's about control, compliance. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. You know, should you be able to choose a vaccine? One hundred percent. Does the vaccine do something? It helps a little, but it's clearly not. What they said it was going to do it's there's there's major there's major side effects we're seeing more and more heights heart issues even with them trying to bury it all this all this heart swelling and stuff's coming up we're seeing i can't say if it's related or not but we are seeing athletes drop dead at a higher standard than we've ever seen i think it's five times higher than normal it's been like a, this was like last month it was 108 soccer players had uh, had died worldwide by collapsing and that's that's not normal could it be another factor it, it could be but it seems like it's definitely we should it's very possible it's the vaccine there's a uh, it only lasts a few months. I know, I know multiple people. I mean, one guy, Craig Jones, an athlete who I trained with, he got really, really sick from the vaccine. Like his stomach swelled up. He had to pull out of some tournaments. I know another girl who's been dealing with like joint pains for several months. And like the doctors only want to help her. They act like she's crazy. It's like uh, they're trying to they're trying to bury everything that's wrong with it. And again, it doesn't mean I'm not saying the vaccine has zero benefits. But I think each person should look at the ward, look at the benefit ratio, and decide if they want to take it or not.
1: Exactly. And to say we don't we
2: don't have that right is just absurd and i actually live in san francisco and new york i mean i left both of them but those are the two cities i was living between i can't even go there and get a coffee now i can't sit with my friends because they're telling me i I, i'm not vaccinated i can't do this it's just uh it's absurd
1: yeah i mean all of the major cities in in blue states are doing that la new york city san francisco and i mean for the record those are some of my favorite cities uh when i was a kid growing up it's just devastating to see that like it, they're destroying the what makes those cities great and they're they're completely segregating uh any anyone who i mean not even conservatives just, just like mm-hmm. bodily autonomy people you're they're they're going to force out some of the liberals that don't believe in forced vaccination
2: yeah, oh. yeah no i actually have a um, bunch of liberal friends that are strongly against it especially the ones that are more in the rural areas for some reason the city liberals tend to be all major pro-vaccine but a lot of liberals i know that i grew up kind of rural areas and they're all major uh anti-mandates uh, and a lot of them are, you know, don't, don't want the vaccine at all. They're kind of, this, they're, they've either had COVID or they don't feel that at risk. And it's actually, it's alienating them. Also, a lot of people, it's, uh, I think it's, Almost like half of the Black people, by far racially, Black people by far are the most anti-vaxxed group, and um, they don't want it. So these same groups that are saying Black, mean, like, like in San Francisco, they like they basically worship Black people. They put Black people before anyone else. And, th- and then they, now they go and say they can't come eat at the restaurants. So they say everything's racist, and now you're doing this thing <laughs> saying they can't eat. And for whatever reason, you know, most of, I mean, I guess a lot of fighters are in general, but like most of my black friends black friends are super anti-vax. They don't, they don't want it. I have a couple of them that took it, but they don't want it. You know, they have, they, maybe they feel right. things have been experimented on in the past They're like, I ain't i ain't putting this shit in my body. So it's yeah. not like they don't have some legit, legit reasons. I don't know the history behind it, but my friend was, I had I, I all the details but he was going off on some experiment they did on black people. Like, um, yeah. know, it, was, it was a while ago. So yeah, of course I know the details. He was going off on that. And he's like, hell no, I'm taking, I'm not taking this. And it's like to say someone doesn't have a right. He maybe, maybe he could be wrong with, with, if anything's in this, but he has a right to feel that way to say yeah. if we don't have a right to put, but what's in our body is insane. Like an example is I'm, um, I'm not anti-surgery surgery, but I'm very surgery skeptical. I I've had lots of, you know, I've had knee injuries before, and, you know, like me and A. Diaz, Nick Diaz, all of us, we get knee injuries. We just keep working through them and we're fine again. I know tons of other friends that get a little knee injury. They go to the doctor. The doctor tells them to get a surgery. The doctor cuts in there and butchers their knee. And then they're never the same again. They're dealing with knee injuries the rest of their life. So it's like, so if they can enforce this on me, why can't they force a different medical procedure? Yeah. So I mean, I'm not saying I would never get a surgery if it's the right situation, but I think we get way, way too many unnecessary uh, surgeries in our country. So I don't want uh-huh. doctors to, be, to tell me what I have to do with my body. I'm the yeah. kind of person that tend to, I take care of myself. I don't really go to the doctor. So then right. I start to them, mandating, you know, doctor surgeries on me when I'm healthy, I take care of myself. I eat good. I exercise. I mean, I'm not saying I won't go to a doctor for the correct reason, but for me, it's very, very, very rare.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and for, I think that's the most insulting thing about it is that you guys are both in the best shape of anybody on the planet, but also you make your living off of your health and your body. Mm-hmm. So like, who who knows their body better than a professional athlete, especially an MMA athlete, who's like, it's everything. I mean, you guys have to be on top of your physical condition and and your joints, everything. Um, so mm-hmm. it's I think it's it's incredible that they would, and this is across the board. NBA I mean NBA athletes, they're yeah. super, super studs, and they're mandating it. I mean, Kyrie Irving has been sitting out for months. He's one of the best players. He's one of the best uh, ball handlers I've ever seen in my life. And it's just, it's just tragic what they're doing. And it it's, I mean, it's really frustrating as a fan of the sport. I I remember when they shut down all of the sports uh, over the first summer of 2020. And then they also, um, because all of the States had these mandates that even the UFC, which wanted to continue to fight or hold events, they had to go to like foreign countries like Dubai or wherever they went to continue to hold events. It's just, it's just crazy. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about, uh, diminishing testosterone rates Mm because there's there is a i think that that's probably the the real epidemic that we're dealing with is that there are so many men who and i don't know uh, you could go down a list of theories as to why it's happening but i'm curious we we gotta
2: ask alex jones he'll probably know
1: (laughs) yeah yeah no he could he could tell you a thousand reasons but um i think uh, any any conversation on that front would probably get me new from youtube too Uh, but do you do you notice that too like is there I think that the whole push for like toxic masculinity and labeling men is as problematic uh, just Mm -hmm. for being defenders and being what we've been for uh, all of human history is a really major issue. And I'm curious if as a fighter, you feel similarly.
2: Oh, I strongly agree. I think uh, weak men is the real problem. I think a lot of these men are just so weak nowadays. And it's like, generally like on Twitter, the guys that are, when I'm getting attacked, like uh, the, the funny thing is the thing I've been attacked for the most by far that I've ever gone after, I mean, I have said say some controversial things, but when I went after, uh, there was a guy that was that was born a man so a man and then he says he's a woman for like a year or two and then he goes and starts beating up women in mma so that just happened recently it's been a couple of these but i was so criticizing not, that Colin Fox. Yeah. well there's a different one that just did it I, okay. I don't i don't i don't know his her name or whatever but people yeah. girl, and I was, I was critical of that and literally somehow it went viral in like the trans community and i have just like thousands and thousands of like angry messages and and through my inbox i look at it it's, it's all, all this weird hate mail and the, and the hate mail comes from like there's there's two 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 groups. There's one one group of these weird cartoon tune figures that have these all this weird <laughs> sexual, like sexual deviant. Like I feel like for some reason there's a lot of mix between the pedophiles and trannies. I don't know what that is. I'm not saying all trannies are pedophiles, but I, also, I was noticing there was a lot of people pushing pedophile stuff that were also pushing the trannies. And the other one that was mad at me, like tons of these, these really weak looking like beta men were just like so angry, like screw you. And I'm just thinking these guys must have like such low testosterone and maybe because they're so weak, they feel like a girl could maybe fight with them. So they think <laughs> that a girl could fight a regular <laughs> man, but you'd have to be so weak. You'd have to be such a weak man to think that any girl would have a chance stand uh, against uh, maybe like the strongest wor- girls in the, in the world could beat like the weakest men. But if you have like. A sim, like a guy like me that doesn't matter you how strong the girl is i mean it's easily going to be there's not matter of the world champ people will be like oh well what about ronda rosio their name world champion girls it's like come on it's a girl still yes she <laughs> could beat up some regular guys but when you have a guy who can actually fight in a girl it's just not even it's not even remotely comparable so the mm-hmm. fact that some guys would think that have they never like wrestled with a girlfriend like playing around are they really that weak like the strength difference is just um it's just so big these guys are clueless and don't get it i think just because they're so they're so mentally weak and Maybe they're angry too, because they're weak and angry, and they want to like they want to lash out at people. It seems like,
1: yeah, well, and and you guys kind of represent the pinnacle of masculinity, so they're going to be really upset with you because you're mm-hmm. you're still carrying on that legacy of like the powerful male figure, and they have completely abdicated that role. So they look at you guys as a major fucking threat. And and to your point, I remember when Ronda Rousey was just destroying all the women in the in the UFC, and they started to talk about her fighting uh men and i and i was just yeah. like you got to be fucking kidding me like i yeah she's at the time <laughs> she's amazing, she was, she's, amazing. Yeah, she, she's amazing, and she was but one of the ones still yeah but she'd get killed by any low-level
2: mma yeah. guy like just murder no, so. that, that was that was ridiculous and ronnie rose is a personal friend of mine even i love her I right. mean, she's one of the greatest that ever did it she's a super cool girl exactly but when we started talking about her fighting men that actually also trained fighting, it's like, come on. And it started being like, well, maybe not the number one, maybe like a top 10 guy. It's like, just, just stop <laughs> stop, just stop, this and just stop this, and this embarrassment. You don't realize the difference between men and women is just so massive. Like there's been some of these uh, trannies that have switched over. Like it'll be like a low level guy that was like, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think there's one track. The guy was like five hundredth in the country comes yeah. in and smokes it. There was one the other day this dude switched over and started doing women's uh, swimming. And now she's just smashing all the records. It's just like, is, is what they're going to do with this nonsense? Is they're going to just kill women's sports? It's like what what is? And the weird part is, hardly any women women stick up for it. They're they're quiet, which I understand. Is, it's, it is a man's job to fight. Women don't want to get involved, but they need to like they need to say something too. Because every time you yeah. say something, guys are always like, "Well, girls don't seem to mind." I think they do. I think they're just they don't they don't want to speak up. But I've noticed that the most people that go after me are the like I said, the really weak looking men. And she's not a few occasionally girls will attack me, but it's mostly really weak looking men and these weird perverted things with cartoon cartoon characters because there's definitely some kind of overlap between like perverted pedophiles and the whole tranny movement and i'm not saying <laughs> i'm not saying most trannies are pedophile but there's definitely the activist has some uh, crossover there
1: oh no you're right the activism does i've seen it myself uh i, I forget what they're called i mean they're basically like anime um, yeah they're
2: all like the animal thing and you look at their profiles They that this yeah. weird perverted stuff and they'll also push for pedophile quite often too you're just like these people right. are sick
1: yeah they talk about minor attracted persons and they're trying mm-hmm. to relabel everything to normalize it's a very it's a very weird thing and and it's it's sad because you know ultimately at the at the root of my opposition to um transgendered i don't even know how to say it right the transgendered women that are fighting women is that it i'm i'm looking after women like i'm concerned for fucking women here and i'm still being labeled like a a misogynist or something or (laughs) you know but it's it's obvious that our our hearts are in the right place like I understand as a man that you can't have me take estrogen and then have me go fight girls. Like I would no. destroy them. Would yeah, destroy exactly. Them. And I'm you not even a fighter. For,
2: and, <laughs> no, that's the thing you, you could, well, that's what happened. This one came in, I think she trained like a month and now she's going winning versus a girl that fought like 10 years. So you could take some estrogen train for a month and then go beat up women and be like, yeah, I'm a champion. It's just, right. it's insane. The thing is, I think, I think almost everyone agrees with this. I would say 98% of people agree with exactly what we're saying. But they have these very large organized hate mobs. So I had I literally had thousands of people give me a hate message. So you can imagine if you like I'm a public figure. So I've dealt with hate before. So I can I can and I know it's not real right. real world. So I can look at this and laugh and be like, how oh, look at these, look at these losers. But I could see some people getting all this like hate and be like oh my god a lot of people are mad at me they're telling me they're gonna beat me up when they see me this little like this this little cartoon character is gonna kill me <laughs> i can see people freaking out or if they have a business being like i better change my stance and that and that's what they're they're bullying people out of fear and, it, and it's working they're, they're afraid to speak up
1: do you want to have abs like jake shields do you want to be able to outrun the zombie apocalypse or the socialist hordes well boy do i have a device for you that you must add to your workout regimen immediately Unless you want to be a soy boy loser, and nobody wants that. Go to Sideshaper.com and pick up the Side Shaper. This thing is unreal. Just got myself one, and it is kicking my ass. <laughs> no exaggeration. I've been working out in the gym for years and years and years and years, and I have never had abs this sore. This thing is unreal. Go to Sideshaper.com. You can check out a video there of what it's all about. It's worth a minute of your time just to look at and see if it's of interest to you. Go to sideshaper.com, and if you pick one up, make sure you use code LIBERTY for $50 off. This offer is exclusive to my listeners. Again, use code LIBERTY at sideshaper.com. Get yourself in shape before the new year, ladies.
2: Like I said, like hardly any girls say anything because they're scared to get called a bigot. I think I mean it's not really a girls' fight, but they kind of have to on this one because it is girls are the ones being hurt on this fight. So it's like, of course, pretty much only, it's only men sticking up for them. So I think women are going to have to, if they want this to end, they're going to have to stick up for themselves a little bit too.
1: Yeah, well, and and I always frame it like this: imagine you are a super athlete, biological born mm-hmm. woman, and and you're like at the Olympic level. And then you have some dude starts taking estrogen and he mm-hmm. dusts you. Like he destroys you in, in anything, basically. It would be so heartbreaking. And oh, I, it's terrible. Yeah. And I mean, this is this is like especially for female sports, there's not a lot of money in it. So they're doing it all for that one shining moment. And then they have it ripped away. I'm going to speak out for these people. If they're, if they're afraid to do it because they'll lose sponsors or, or whatever, like, fuck it. I don't care. It's the right thing to do. So I'm going to continue to talk out about it. I'm glad you're
2: courageous. Enough yeah. To do no, me being an athlete, I really relate to the athletes more than a lot of other things. I think, cause I understand how hard some of these girls work. I see these girls, you know, we have girls training with us. I see them just busting their ass so hard and to have someone could just switch genders and take. Like their lifelong dreams. A lot of these people, they don't realize it's not like a hobby. It's not like they're going out just doing it occasionally. They dedicate their whole life to win a gold medal or or to win a world title and to have some guy be like, oh, I'm just going to switch over and be a girl and win it, and then and then say the girl's a bigot or we're bigots for not wanting that. That's insane, you know. Yeah. and I had a daughter was competing in sports as well too. She was, you know, I wouldn't want some guy to come in and beat her. It's just not a fair situation.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's <laughs> as you said, it's the obvious rational assessment of everything, but. It's for whatever reason it's taboo, so very few people are willing. So I'm I'm grateful that you are. So but I think but
2: I think it's 98 percent of people agree with us. I think it's so rare, but they've made people think a lot more. People think that way.
1: I, I agree. I mean, that's that's why I, I constantly encourage my listeners to speak honestly. You know, even yeah. if they're even if they don't have a platform like I do, just speak honestly. Yep. You'll you'll find friends. Yeah, Yeah, way more people
2: agree with us than are are willing to admit it. Exactly. People need to speak up because, you know, I lived in San Francisco and New York for a while, but I I was a person that would always speak my mind. And I was so surprised always to find people agreeing with me for the most part. Occasionally, someone would disagree, but when they disagreed, it usually wasn't unpleasant uh, face-to-face. It's usually just like, oh, I disagree, and I would kind of, you know, nicely explain. I mean, every now and again, someone's going to yell at you, but mostly I just nicely explain why I feel the way I do on issues, and you'd be surprised how many people actually uh, agree with most things. I yeah. think most people that are Democrats don't like the far crazy left, but they're getting, but they're the ones that are kind of pushing the, the platform.
1: No, you're, you're totally right. So uh, I was going to have you on a couple weeks ago and we, we had a delay, um, but I still wanted to get your, your opinion. Uh, obviously, at the time we were scheduling, we were waiting to see if Rittenhouse was going to spend the rest of his life in prison. Turns out uh, the, the uh, jury came back with the, in my opinion, the very correct decision that mm-hmm. he was not guilty. Um, I, what was, both of us were obviously very attracted to following that case and, and seeing the result of it. I, me doing so because I'm a big 2A guy and a freedom guy and a self-defense guy. I'm curious if, if you, if, did you view it uh, as being important for a similar reason or, or why did you?
2: Yeah, I viewed it I very important. I just, um, well, I originally watched, I think it was like the night or the night after it happened, I went and spent about a half an hour, very carefully watching all the footage, breaking right. everything down. And to me, it was just very clear he was uh, he was innocent. It was self defense. Whether he should have been there with the gun or not, that's that's a completely separate matter and a, a separate debate. But I think he was, I was extremely uh, impressed actually with how composed he was, how few shots he he fired. I was like, wow, this kid's actually really impressive. He could have easily killed a lot more people. He only fired one shot. So after carefully watching it, I had my opinion. After that, I actually didn't follow it again. until right before the verdict, I completely ignored the case. I just kind of, you know, there's only so many things you can follow. I didn't watch any of the trial. But then right before the trial, I think uh, I was waiting for the jury and the jury was taking so long. I started getting worried. And then I saw all the jury intimidation that was going on. It's just like, man, they're actually trying to threaten that they were following the jury filming them and i think it's uh a I think the case is important for several reasons. One, you know, the right to defend yourself, the right to, do you have the right to defend yourself if someone's attacking you? Can you defend proper property? It doesn't really necessarily specify that, but he was out there trying to defend property. And also when it started coming down to the jury intimidation too, it seemed like the jury yeah. wanted to uh, quit, but they were basically being threatened by the media following um, kind of the threat about oh, we're going to burn, burn the city down. So it was great to see that they uh, came to the right conclusion. Because anyone that carefully watched that could see and I had like I said living in San Francisco I had friends like right after that were like he's guilty he's guilty so what I did is I, I pulled the footage up and made him sit there and start watching uh you know it's been 20 minutes with them watching it and it was just interesting to see how they how at first they're they're like, ah, oh, and they start slowly being like, hmm, and like, <laughs> well, that's not right. I don't think that's no, that couldn't be what's happened when you show the different angles. They, you seem to start getting confused in their head. They don't, they won't flat out say you shouldn't be it, but you see them just, they start getting quiet and like really thinking, pondering and start wondering like, huh, maybe the news has been lying to me.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's the only uh, upside of how blatant the deception has been over the past couple of years is that we have all of these examples, January 6th rittenhouse <laughs> trial russian collusion the election malfeasance all of it across covington, the board
2: covington kids oh, when you covington, watch the after yeah, tape up Co- that that one was uh that was a pretty bad one it made them up for these terrible kids and you watch it they were actually just chilling there getting harassed by the indian guy
1: unbelievable and and uh i mean he walked a uh, sandman walked walked away with a couple hundred million dollars and <laughs> you know and i think i think rittenhouse is going to do even better potentially so i mean th- there's all there's a lot of reasons for optimism and and i'm i'm glad that it, as it becomes more blatant, more and more people are kind of forced to, to wake up to it. I, I also wanted to get your opinion on um, Attorney General Garland uh, testified. He was he's the head of the FBI. He testified in front of Congress saying that they they had not been spying on parents at p- parent teacher conferences. Turns out they were. And we know that for a fact. Um, I, I don't know. Are, are you a dad? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Can can you imagine if you if you had an issue with the public school curriculum and you went in there and you had the FBI fucking spying on you, man? I mean, what what country do we live in? in?
2: It's insane, especially because I mean, what it's the critical race theory people are worried about. And it's a. they try to make it like, oh, it's white people mad about that. There's tons of uh, oh, of, course. of black and Mexican people that I think is actually even worse to those kids because it's like teaching of the, it's, it's kind of a racial hierarchy. It's almost teaching like if you're black, you're at the bottom of the hierarchy. You can't be successful. There's kind of, you know, it's, it's, I don't know what the order is. It goes like Muslim, Asian. There's like a whole order of racial hierarchy. And it's, to teach this kids is nonsense. I mean, that's why I'm so fortunate to be in fighting. We're all complete equals on the mat. There's zero racism in fighting. We all treat each other. We want to make some jokes and tease each other because we're so close close but everyone's it, you know race doesn't matter at all so, so so that's how things should be i imagine there's a lot of bills like that in the real world but the media is trying to divide us by race you know and they're just constantly pushing this racial divide racial divide and it's uh it's it's so it definitely seems intentional to me like they're trying to keep us fighting over that instead of the real issue of uh of the elites and the oligarchs ruling over us and screwing us they want us being like you're black you're asian you're you're, you're muslim when really none of this stuff matters i mean you see it. Um, they kind of like now they're pushing the whole white supremacy thing, but they kind of did the same thing to us with uh, the Muslims after 9 11. And yeah. not that there's, I'm not going to say there's no real threat, but I have a lot of Muslim friends. And of the course. majority of them are not extreme at all. majority of them are extremely nice people. They're proud Americans, actually have a lot more in uh, common with conservatives than the left. Like, yeah. so all the Muslims I know, they don't like the far left either. So, so when they were, you know, that's one thing with the right, they were kind of pushing the, oh, these Muslim extremists, like you're, you're pushing a group away that has the same ideology of you. And it doesn't mean there's not a few Muslim extremism, extremisms, but the FBI used that just to, uh, to divide us against each other and yeah. to take more rights from us, the whole well, Patriot yeah, if, Act and all that.
1: And that's that's the brilliance of it. If if, uh, you know, as a libertarian, I was very opposed mm. to the Patriot Act early on. And mm. and the reason libertarians, uh, you know, stood against that so so staunchly is because we know anything you empower the government do, to mm-hmm. do to foreigners will eventually be done to us. And, and now sure it enough, is. here they are.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. and they now switched, it is so. they switch muslims to white supremacists and i yep. like i said i think it was uh i don't think we had a huge muslim extremism problem in the u.s they might have a little more in europe but the muslims that come here they assimilate there's not a muslim extremism problem in the u.s for the most part that's the fact just as there's not a white supremacy problem in the u.s <clears> you <throat> might get a few yokels up there that are like i don't <laughs> like these blacks but that's rare it's not like right. uh, it's not it's not a regular problem we, we, we laugh at them and mock them and it's same with uh, the muslim communities the extremists are are, are very rare just, and the FBI just uses this to turn us against each other and to take our rights.
1: Yeah. Well, as we've been having this conversation, I, I think I figured out why fighters are more based in general and why you guys are more liberty oriented, capitalism oriented. It's because you, you've explained it without actually like having the conclusion, but it's because you guys are, it's meritocratic. Like it's a, it's a pure meritocracy. It doesn't matter about your race or your even, I mean, uh, how poor you are how rich your you background are, yeah. your yeah your class none of it it doesn't matter your religion none of it matters if you're if you're the best you're gonna have that belt around your waist and i i think that's a really powerful thing that that to me is kind of principally at its core the american value system or at least mm-hmm. the one that i thought we shared it, do you yes. think we've lost that value in this country or, or is it what's what's happening
2: i think I don't think we've lost it. I think it's still America. I think races get along great here in the real world. I think it's coming. The media is really trying to divide it. We need to be careful not to fall for it, especially because they're teaching on young kids. That's the scary part. Mm -hmm. Like some of the stuff they're teaching to my daughter, they were teaching my daughter and stuff. And and when she would argue with them, they, you know, teachers get mad, give bad grades. You kind of have to go along with it. So it is scary. We could lose that. We want to be everyone every everyone's equal it doesn't matter you come up together but you see stuff like i think san francisco they like started getting rid of the higher education math because they called it racist just insanity like that it should be you know whatever you put in whatever you get out it doesn't mean that you know some people obviously do have better positions they're starting in but it doesn't it doesn't mean you blame that on racism you find out ways to fix it ways to fix family ways to fix the community ways to get them more jobs i think the worst possible thing you can do is start hollering racism about everything
1: yeah no that's that's for damn sure and it it's it's I mean, that's why it's a distraction is because it doesn't allow us to focus on the the real issues. Um, So I I wanted to ask your opinion on, I don't know if I'll get you in trouble, uh, but uh, Dana White has your, is your relationship with him positive or
2: not? It's mixed. I mean, sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's not. I got mixed feelings with Dana. He's, um, He can be a total prick and not a good person and fuck people over, but he also could do good things. So I'm, I'm honest in relationship. When I see him, I shake and hand, shake his hand and say, hi, I've also, you know, told him to fuck off. He told me to fuck off before. It's, uh, (laughs) it's, it's it's just the way it is. You know, like, I don't, I don't think he's a good person. I mean, as, as a person, I don't think he's a good person, but he's, uh, he's done good. He's done some good for the sports. He screws fighters over and underpays under them, but it's like he uh, he's also done a lot to help build it up. He's hes not required vaccines for the fighters. He, he tried right through the middle of the pandemic, he tried to keep doing shows, which I thought was great. Is uh, yeah. He actually got canceled by Gavin Newsom, which was completely, completely ridiculous because he was doing it on Native American land, which is sovereign land, not California. But Gavin Newsom had it in his mind because it was supposedly... He In California, even though it wasn't because it's their own land, according to the treaties, right. he went and called the head of Disney and made Disney cancel it on Dana White. And I think that's no a – speak, speak about racism, what, you're not going to respect the native land in California? So you're no saying – I, I, so basically Gavin Newsom was trying to say he owned their land, which he doesn't. That's not how the – I don't know how the treaties are written up, but I know that – I know California does not own that land. They're their own independent land, and Gavin Newsom cited he owned it.
1: That's that's incredible. I did not. Right. Hear that, that that,
2: that's racist. Like how are you you're talking about things yeah, that are racist? So like, but instead the left just ignores this stuff because it's doing what they want. Like imagine if right. like Trump had did something where he overseeded uh, Native American land. And it's like, no, they can't do that when, when they have their own laws. It's ridiculous.
1: That's incredible. And then they'll talk about uh, closing down the uh, whatever the name of the pipeline is, but, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it damages Native American land. I mean, these people yeah. are just so fraudulent. They don't believe anything. Exactly. Said. They're not
2: they don't have any like um any morals and principle they just say whatever like pushes their agenda like i'm i try to be honest with things you know like it doesn't matter what side it is i'm gonna try to be honest and i'm yeah. i definitely don't consider myself right wing i'm just i guess some of my views are considered right wing now just because that's what i believe but there's still things that you know all side of the left on certain issues yeah
1: well you i'm you sound like a libertarian to me but uh we don't have to yeah no label. i guess
2: that, that, that that's probably what i am there's just like no serious libertarians running so
1: right
2: yeah well <laughs> and, H- and, I, and i and i saw libertarians uh some some somewhere on twitter libertarian party is pushing some black lives matter crap and that's what i'm like oh this is uh i'm not any party that's pushing a racial divide that's the worst thing we could do
1: i could not agree more and just so you know the, what's happening right now? There's this thing called the Mises Caucus, which I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Smith, who's been on Rogan five or six times, uh-huh. he he is. It appears he'll be the Libertarian presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you're going to fall
2: in love with this guy. So no, I think so I think I actually always up. kind of consider myself a Libertarian. The reason I stopped calling that is I saw some some goofy things posted out. Now I know who so, Twitter was. There's not a simple thing, but they were pushing this weird like bullshit. I'm like, oh, I ain't part of that party.
1: <laughs> hey, a lot of a lot of people, including myself, were very upset about that. So don't very don't feel bad. About that. That,
2: yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> good. So, as long as it goes back to the original roots r- so, so, of all being an equal and freedoms and d- do what I want, leave people alone for the most part. Hey, that's it. And that's, I used, that's what I used to be very much pro, like, um, all legalization of drugs, but I got a little bit um, unsure about that after seeing like what happens in the streets of San Francisco where people are just, uh, you know, where they're shooting up, taking shits, and I stand uh-huh. on the streets, and I still uh-huh. I don't believe in like heavy prison time for that. But I think after seeing that, I think it may be, uh, a mandatory uh, rehab or something might would be more the approach, at least for certain sure. drugs. I know it gets tricky on how you do this because it's kind of unfair to be like, oh, well, this guy can do coke and I'm going to leave him alone. But if the guys, maybe, maybe not what drug you do, just if your life falls apart and these guys I, just it falls apart, becomes a complete deterrent to cities.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the libertarian answer there would be that if you only had privatized land, so you wouldn't have any, uh, you know, common areas where people mm-hmm. could be homeless, then ultimately if you're doing that on a private person's property they can then have you arrested for trespassing so that that would be the solution there but i agree with you i mean i'm not interested in putting people in cages but i also don't want to fucking live amongst you know yeah it's just tens of thousands of dudes shitting on the fucking streets so
2: yeah because it just turned completely disgusting and they act like oh oh, we just need more homes no it's not more homes we need to get these people off the drugs stop allowing them to steal again i don't want long prison sentences for these people but you look at that and you're like clearly we need to do something different than what we're doing
1: oh yeah that's crystal clear um so i've i've kept you as long as we we said that you had time for it. so i just want to get okay. you out of here on this in your prime who's the fighter at welterweight that you would want
2: um like currently today uh, fight or either way i mean like i mean i think i already bought the greatest welterweight of all time being george st pierre i mean i wanted yeah. to fight i had a uh... Had a really close fight with him. You know, the Sky Dome, 60,000 uh, sold out people. That was an amazing experience. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I lost a close decision. But that's, you know, my opinion, the greatest of all time. Uh, yeah. Usman has been looking amazing. I mean, the guy's looking great, sharp. I wouldn't quite start putting him in the category of GSP yet. But a couple more wins, I think that starts becoming a, a serious conversation. Yeah.
1: Now that kid's a savage. What, what's it feel like to walk into a, a, an arena with 60,000 people, man? <laughs>
2: there's no feeling like it in the world. You know, I think that's people fight. It's uh, you know, you walk in a a fight period, you know, even with 20 people, just the (laughs) adrenaline, the rush, the man, I'm about to fight another human, not just a regular human, a trained fighter that does this for a living. And you're about to fight them until until one of you is either knocked out, choked out, or, you know, give me can't go distance, but you're gonna be fighting them at least 25 minutes. It's a crazy rush. And then the more people you add, the crazier it gets, you know? So GSB, 60,000 screaming crazy fans Canadians so they're not for me and it's like and I'm fighting not just some guy I'm fighting literally the best fighter in the world arguably of all time yeah. I would rush is that I'm about to fight the best guy in the world period in front of 60,000 people and and to go out there and battle them for 25 minutes it's uh it's it's, it's surreal you know you look back, back at the back of that and you're like damn what what a crazy sport I do or did <laughs>
1: yeah what what an experience man i mean you have you have lived the dream for sure um mm-hmm. are you officially retired retired Do you think you'll ever do another
2: yeah fight? i i haven't officially retired but i haven't been actually actually looking for fights either because i still uh I still physically feel healthy. I train actually all the time, training a bunch of young fighters. I go in there and spar them and feel great. For me, it's, it would have to be a fight that motivates me. I've already had such a great career, won five world titles. To go out and fight just random dudes doesn't You're make right. sense. It would have to be like it'd be like a big name guy and like, uh, and a good payday, you know? If someone offered me another great fight, and, you know, so it's like, hey, you want to fight like Dan Henderson again? Something like that. It'd be like, sure, you know, he's a legend. I'll step yeah. up and fight these guys. The pay is good and stuff, but just to randomly fight doesn't make any, any more sense. And a part of it, Another thing you got older, you know, when I, when I used to go in there and fight, I'd prepare myself mentally just for an absolute war. I would go in there, so I'd get my mindset. You got to get a little mean. You got to be like, you know, I'm willing to go in this cage. You have to accept the fact that you're I, – I would, I would accept the fact that I'm willing to go in there and fight till I die or kill someone. But you have to get yourself in a special mindset for that. It's hard to get a little older. My life's good. I'm successful. I have kids. Right. It's like, do I want to prepare myself where I'm maybe going to die? And if you're not willing to go out there and fight with that mindset, then you're probably not fighting at the most elite level
1: that's a great point yeah well i just wanted to say man i i have been watching you fight for it feels like my entire adult life cool. and and you have you have brought me such immense joy uh getting to root for you and and to be able to have this conversation with you was an absolute bucket list item so i really appreciate your time
2: oh cool, man yeah so yeah great talking to you I and mean, just let me know this is out so i can uh either uh put it out and then if we were to uh, watch or listen awesome man appreciate you <laughs>
1: big shout out to everybody that's been with me since jump street appreciate y'all
0: welcome to Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode, your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not t- from your phone. Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne. If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home. The virus is scared of will come and it'll go. The government knows us, don't get treated like a hoe. Like Nico and Shane, you're probably wondering what's happening. Scared Hollywood, these lyrical in A typo and luke might bring the nooses. We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses. Freckles and Brit, didn't know I could spit. Knew I was a patriot, but not a shit. Peter Quinonez Invite me on Which podcaster Sends custom songs Part of the problem Now nah, I stand with the people Dave showed the way But I am unequal. Flying of liberty Now hear me roar Beat running out But I got a bit more Robbie the fire Always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich Now I'm man of the house The malice for Nick But you're welcome to quit I went over BLM With a fire I spit Friends against government Just caught us fags Copy the Cairo Put mummies in the bag Allowable opinions Get thrown on the ground Silky smooth time Was the only sound Getting so hot